this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to another edition of the in focus podcast i am your host g sampath the union environment ministry has notified draft rules for implementation of a green credit program this program aims to create a market based mechanism for incentivizing quote unquote voluntary environmental actions by individuals urban local bodies communities and the private sector this draft is now in the public domain for suggestions and objections for a period of 60 days after which it will be finalized under this program certain activities will earn green credits which can also be monetized it can be traded that is bought and sold on a trading platform so how will this green credit program actually work what activities qualify for green credit and will the institutionalization of green credits result in forests being viewed as fungible assets just like any money or commercial paper when they actually are not we explore this system in detail in this episode of in focus and we have with us kanchi kohli researcher in environment law and governance and co-author of the book development of environmental laws in india kanchi thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me so kanchi to start with uh, the government has been saying that this green credit program is aimed at taking forward its lifee or lifestyle for environment initiative which is a grassroots mass movement for combating climate change and conserving the environment according to the ministry is there a scientific rationale as well behind this program see i think the the main thing to uh, understand here is this the 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 life the call for life was basically uh, is is a call by the uh, by the prime minister and to encourage basically uh, individuals as well as institutions to participate in a in a process which would reduce destructive environmental practices and uh, adopt you know initiatives activities and uh, and practices that are mindful of uh, the environment uh, while pursuing economic development goals however the, the what is uh, in terms of looking at both its uh, social ac- acceptance and legitimacy as well as the scientific veracity one will have to actually vet it based on each each scheme and mechanism that is going to be part of and contributing to this process uh, because it a larger call is a, a socio political call and then we have specific programs projects and policies that will uh, either be based on scientific veracity and social legitimacy or both right while broadly speaking as you said this is a socio political call and an initiative which has come from the top but how scientifically it is executed will depend on the actual uh, specifics of uh, the regulatory mechanisms policy frameworks how it is implemented how various committees which will inevitably come into play how they are constituted how they act and so on and so forth so we'll come back to that later but in the meantime can you tell us how like how in terms of activities what kind of activities will earn green credits and who are the people who can earn these green credits so basically right now uh, it's a it's a broad spectrum uh, and there are indicative uh, list of people just like you mentioned there are urban local bodies there are private institutions there are farmer producer organizations uh, and individuals who can participate 
each of these will have to be registered as part of uh, you know as registered entities who can participate in this uh, in this mechanism in in, in this whole uh, program there is a whole bunch of activities that could that could gain uh, green credits both buying and selling of the same it is tree plantations uh, sustainable agriculture practices waste management practices mangrove conservation uh, air pollution mitigation and uh, some of the others that have been listed as part of the rules uh, however, the rules also say that the uh, the initiatives will take um, uh, the, the the program will actually start on a uh, you know pick up two or three of these uh, practices or or mechanisms as pilot bases. And if you see it uh, from the point of view of who is actually going to be managing uh, this uh, this initiative, who who would be the uh, program management institution? It is the ICFRI, and ICFRI actually has a a much much stronger uh, you know background and positioning with agroforestry and forestry project what is icfri uh, indian council for forestry research okay so let's say someone like you or me let's say i can i go and register myself and then go and plant 10 to 10 trees or whatever and, and and get green credits and then go on this platform and trade them a lot of that will be dependent on the parameters and uh, and the vetting mechanisms that are yet to be developed. The rules don't give you an understanding, complete understanding of that. There is an institutional mechanism with steering committees, uh, approval bodies, monitoring mechanisms, audit mechanisms that are going to be set up and that will be followed by methodologies, uh, mechanisms of who can register, uh, what would be your criteria, who will vet it. All those kinds of things will will play itself out. Right now, it is basically a broad uh, framework that is in place that is that is uh, with the idea of uh, basically incentivizing ma market-based me mechanisms for in environmental management. And uh, it assumes that the financial space and financializing uh, environmental management will encourage much more robust uh, behavior, much more uh, proactive behavior by both individuals as well as entities and also include communities who may be willing to participate in it, uh, give out their land for plantations or setting up uh, projects, etc. I mean, so it's a lot of it will is yet to be played out uh, in terms of the specifics that will be uh, once the rules are adopt adopted. If they are adopted, one will see that. Right. Now, uh, this speaking of green credits, I mean, as a layperson, uh, we've heard a lot about the carbon credit program now globally. So how are these green credits different from the carbon credit uh, system framework? So I, the a very broad understanding is that carbon credits are essentially based only on carbon emissions. So for instance, an industry can trade its uh, a carbon emission quota saying that, okay, I've actually emitted less so I can uh, I've adopted a technology and that's why I will I will earn credit, uh, uh, carbon credits and I can sell those carbon credits. It is it is mostly emissions focused. In its understanding, green credits are supposed to be broader. They are supposed to link both sustainable development goals as well as uh, as well as climate aspirations. Uh, so both emissions as well as uh, development goals of uh, any country or uh, or any economy together very broadly. However, if you see from the practice, in, in practice, most of the carbon credit mechanisms are, are uh, seem to be globally as well as nationally tied up very much uh, to uh, the, the climate targets as well. Uh, so, you, if, for instance, if you see tree plantation drives, uh, that will get if if, uh, if that will have a dual purpose of uh, acting as carbon sinks, part of the emissions trading uh, scheme, as well as it will act as a green credit. Uh, mechanism. So there are, you know, 
principally it's a much broader mechanism but uh, it's not linked to only emissions but in effect when you zero you know bring it down to the nat- the kind of credit that is uh, that that is developed uh, it will be have to be seen whether it's any different or not so what you're saying is in effect uh, an activity uh, which might say increase green cover okay which is uh, which is not an emission linked one will not qualify for a carbon credit but any carbon credit activity say any activity which reduces emissions could potentially qualify for a green credit absolutely absolutely okay okay now coming to the the framework which you referred to earlier what kind of infrastructure does india need to have in place in order to have uh, such a domestic trading platform for green credits and carbon credits but for a lay person they look very complicated uh, but this is supposed to be under a mass movement how will the masses come on to this kind of a a trading platform is it all going to be app uh, like a, one app after another for this trading platform done on on mobiles or like what kind of a platform are we talking about so i think these are the questions and clarifications that will be very useful uh, for the ministry to actually put out uh, it is uh, it's from from the way it is drafted it seems like it is going to be mostly online uh, there it, there will be a lot of uh, infrastructure that would uh, that would be required to a uh, manage data to manage registry so there is a in there are institutions that are going to be managing the registration there are institutions that are going to be managing the database there are institutions that will be ma- monitoring this whole thing so there is a, there is a structure that has been proposed uh, the specifics of it uh, and, and in some ways uh, the details of that will be very crucial to see uh, who it will leave out and who it will actually be able to bring on board for instance there is already a statement that is uh, in in the uh in the draft rules which says that all those accredited compensatory afforestation uh, all those who uh, registered for accredited compensatory afforestation under the forest conservation rules will automatically need to register under this uh, uh, under this green credit program so uh, so those would be very obvious correlations but, but i think who are the new people who will need to be uh, you know who can actually participate what kind of paperwork will they require will really depend on it's a, it's actually a trading platform so it's exactly it will be bound by rules of the market uh, and and bound by the rules that are developed uh, in in terms of how specifically those uh, those platforms and forums will operate right now this notification uh, this draft notification also says that the green credit program will try and ensure equivalence uh, between the various activities in different sectors uh, which would then earn the same number of green credits i mean the way let's say an agriculture company would earn green credits through say sustainable farming would be i'm assuming different from the way somebody in the transport sector might earn a green credit so they may the costs required the inputs needed you know the amount of uh, resources which may need to be uh, invested or whatever all those things will be different in each sector so how will they ensure an equivalent how do you know that one green credit in a, in the, from an agricultural uh, sector would be equal to a green credit uh, in a transportation or pharma sector for example honestly from my reading of uh, what is out there at this point of time it's not clear and that is why i think the ministry is talking about uh, initiating two two or three pilots uh, for it uh, as i as i mentioned the involvement of the icfri 
uh, does give an indi- in, uh, you know indication that it was it is going to start with uh, agroforestry and forestry uh, that that definitely will be a part of the mix and for that i think to some extent there are valuation mechanisms uh, under the forest conservation act uh, and uh, other other kind of uh, uh, initiatives that are already in place so maybe those will become benchmarks based on which uh, these uh, the, the nature of credits are uh, are kind of uh, the methodology and the parameters are going to be developed but at this point of time there is there does not seem to be a very clear uh, clarity and i think it's good that the ministry to some extent is uh, you know presenting a cautious approach to it that it is going to be uh, you know it is going to be definitely uh, uh, you know developed on a pilot basis where they will try things out and only when more sectors are added then we will know how whether it it matches or not this equivalence how it, it is actually playing out or some sectors are going to get far more predominance over the others it it will have to be seen Has has any other country implemented a green credit uh, program of this kind? Do we know of any such examples? Uh, so I think there are different kinds of green credit mechanisms that are uh, in place. Uh, so I think financial in- incentives uh, for green green credits are in place uh, in different countries. Definitely, Ch- China has a green credit program which has been in place at least for the last ten years. In fact, recently there have been articles about. uh you know the automobile industry uh, green credit mechanisms undergoing a change uh, the us has has uh, a mechanism around green bonds which is basically looking at uh, incentivizing uh, people to invest in green bonds so that they can be used to uh, invest in green projects so it's green credits in to some extent is a very broad term which is being interpreted and and tried in different countries in different ways so you you do have a you know a mix and match models i mean republic of korea has green credit cards uh, so you know the world bank is talking also talking about green bonds so there is in the larger framework of environment development in the larger framework of generating climate finance in the larger discourse of uh, you know offsetting carbon emissions uh, there is there is a whole entire discourse that is looking to uh, looking at market based solutions so i think different countries have it in a different way uh, and there is enough li- literature out there to also say that how is it actually playing out so there are papers that have been written there are popular articles and i think those will be important to bring on on board uh, india's framework seems to actually try and capture a whole bunch of activities under this and i think uh, you know presenting this under the environment protection act allows the framework to do so it is trying to capture the global convergence of sustainable development uh, and uh, and climate change uh, within this uh, within the kinds of activities that are being proposed that can gain uh, green credits so it's a little different from the way it is operating in other countries uh, and and so it it will be also interesting to see how specific uh, you know parts of it are developed through those pilots we know much more with the forestry sector but with the other sectors um, it will be interesting to see especially because the ministry of power has uh, and the bureau of energy efficiency has come up with its own carbon trading scheme uh, recently right the power sector is of course a very critical uh, player in this regard with what with bulk of our power coming from coal uh, even today right so i mean uh, so the specifics from what i understand are still at a very uh, nascent stage of being developed 
So let's move, uh, let's look at the big picture. I mean, we know that this is a market-based mechanism. There have been criticisms of it uh, from the left in particular. There are limitations to market-based mechanism for addressing uh, issues such as climate change, uh, deforestation, air pollution, waste management. How do we I mean, ensure, I mean, like one obvious question which comes out is, how do you ensure accountability uh, for outcomes in an incentive-based framework where all such actions which are pro-climate, pro-environment will be voluntary. So I'd see that definitely is a very, very, uh, very, very big question. In fact, uh, a recent uh, article by the Reporters Collective really uh, laid it out very well, uh, which 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 actually analyzed, looked at uh, what could what, what is the difference between a voluntary market and a compliance market. It also it also spoke about the history of say energy certificate sort of schemes in India, which have not really worked out. There wasn't much demand, uh, so I think uh, it's definitely an intent to incentivize uh, a certain kind of behavior, to incentivize more uh, more money into what has, what could be considered green projects. But there is a whole bunch of externalities that will come into play, including the geopolitical situations worldwide. Who would actually come and invest in these schemes? Who would, uh, you know, would would the geopolitics actually, uh, play, you know, skew the demand and supply of these schemes? Uh, and would it be, uh, would is it easier for the private sector and others to continue to pollute rather than actually invest in green credit, uh, in 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 technologies to gain green credits? So a lot of this is, uh, you know, a lot of this may have been already considered by the ministry uh, before putting this out. And 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 I'm I'm uh, I, I presume it should have been done, but I think in this framework it's it's not coming out uh, very clearly. So I think it a lot will have to be seen uh, in terms of uh, we we definitely have enough evidence globally as well as in India that certain kinds of trading schemes have not worked. Uh, certain kinds of uh, offset mechanisms like compensatory afforestation have not worked, uh, and also uh, it they do not. None of these actually take into account the actual spaces where these uh, these uh, the impacts of these investments will take place, whether it is uh, ecologically or the rights it will impact or all of that. Because finally, as I was mentioning, they all will translate. You know, this you can you can do bookkeeping about em- emissions reduction and in, uh, you know uh, the buying and selling of it, but finally, how do those those specific projects lay out in the ground? In the in the past, there have been evidence of uh, highly destructive initiatives and projects that that have gained carbon credits from the uh, the UN framework, and they have been criticized and they've been complaint mechanisms and those complaints have been taken in place. So, finally, uh, we all know markets are susceptible to speculation. They're susceptible to all kinds of uh, you know all kinds of uh, uh, trading flaws that 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 is there in the financial markets. It is possible that all of those things will also come in play here, along with the larger socio-ecological implications, which are more field-based. So I think all of those will have to be taken on board to be able to wet uh, the veracity of this, including the the broader question as we were talking about, who would volunteer uh, unless and until I'm, I'm pushed to it, why would I want to do it? Right. I appreciate uh, you sort of laying out the various risks associated uh, with this approach. And as you said, there is the volunt- voluntary market and the compliance market on the one hand. And then on the other hand, you have 
this entire uh, framework of bookkeeping you know what you've earned and <laughs> in terms of credits and so on was vis-a-vis what's happening on the field and another side of this a uh, big picture is of course uh, the way what it does to the way we look at forests for example when, uh, when i mentioned briefly in the intro the institutionalization of green credits uh, could affect the way how uh, affect the way we look at forests and other natural resources lakes and so on i mean they are not fungible but they would be in this framework like how do you see that playing out in many ways uh, market based in- instruments are are created and are uh, operationalized to keep uh, economic aspirations going they are not designed necessarily for uh, the the larger uh, issues of uh, in actually in in some ways it operates in a different value system of banking and finance it doesn't operate in the value system which talks about a nature uh, for its aesthetics for its culture for its uh, for its livelihood needs it's for its um, you know the the other kinds of connect that human beings have with that uh, with nature itself so in many ways one has if at all market based instruments have to be accepted it has to one we have to keep in uh, be cognizant that it is to keep the economy going not necessarily focused on environment primarily uh, and second if one has to believe in market based instruments and one can only think of that as part of the mix that will help us uh, you know address the larger ecological crisis and the socio ecological crisis that we are going through right now because uh, just by putting money into the you know uh, or a trading mechanism into place we may not be able to ensure that projects comply with very basic standards of human rights of uh, ecological sustainability or respecting prevailing rights on 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 the ground where projects are uh, taking place so you know in some senses one cannot isolate it from the realities in which specific projects will operate yet you know this is this is seen as uh, as a as a mechanism by which if there is no you know, the people actually believe there's no money there will be no good projects but the fact is uh, it is to be seen how the two play play out you know in many ways on on in in specific areas uh in specific countries how the global north and the global south work within country how do regional uh, regionalization of this trading scheme play out a lot of this will have to be played uh, played out it cannot be sanitized from that even though trading schemes would like to do so right i mean uh, yeah that is uh, an element of abstraction involved here green credits uh being an abstract creation as you said based on uh, economic aspirations being activated for a larger goal but on the other hand uh, there are the what's on the ground is uh, quite messy and how the two sort of resolve various contradictions is something uh, which will depend on government policy and how the specifics uh, which we've been talking about are spelled out now one last question before we uh, wrap up kanchi so what does this entire green credit initiative mean in the context of india's obligations to offset a carbon emissions we've had some ambitious numbers being trotted out we have got a lot of commitments so what does this mean in that context i understand that's also where it's probably coming from in the first place yeah absolutely i think and i think the ministry of environment has made it pretty clear that it is very much part of those uh, processes as well uh, in fact uh, the preambular text talks about the idea of co benefits and it also talks about this being a win win uh, solution of where 
both the country as well as specific projects, uh, uh, speci- specific uh, uh, registered entities may be able to combine uh, their compliances, the domestic compliances, along with contributing to the global, uh, uh, you know, emissions targets. So one has to see this very much embedded um, as part of uh, the larger the global climate discourse. Uh, the very the very mention of uh, the if you even if you see the kinds of activities whether it's air pollution, whether it's waste management, uh, whether it's tree plantations, these are all mechanisms that will feed into. Uh, so, for instance, waste to energy plants are seen as a climate solution. Uh, tree plantations are seen as creation of the carbon sinks. So all of these, uh, uh, you know, or, or air pollution mitigation technologies are seen as part of uh, reducing uh, emissions. So all of this really is part of the technological and uh, technical mix through which uh, any country, including India, would like to, con- uh, you know, show its uh, uh, show its compliance to the global targets, show its contributions to the global targets. So, while the framing is much broader, one can very very clearly imagine that as we go along, climate change and climate emissions are going to be very much part of, uh, you know, uh, may just like globally they have d- dominated green credit programs. It's likely that it could happen in India as well. Right. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Kanchi. I think you put it really well there. I mean, this climate change uh, related, uh, this climate change related actions, uh, which India is committed to, uh, there is no two ways about it. This is one way of uh, trying and achieving those obligations, uh, this entire green credit program under the lifestyle initiative. And, and we can see why it's so important also, especially now, when northern India is reeling under floods and, you know, flash floods, and there is a lot of talk about how the kind of weather patterns, the rain patterns we are witnessing these days is linked to climate change and the kind of losses they have caused is not something which is going to go away or it's not a one-off thing. And it's uh, it's all the more important that we take every possible measure, including a market-based incentivizing kind of an approach. Let's see how that works. Thank you so much once again for your time and for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon. <laughs>